for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world from the capital city of the United States of America Washington DC ladies and gentlemen let's get ready to rumble this week on young nostalgia <laughs> Oh, we rumbling. Let's take a look. <laughs> and in the left corner, standing at 185 pounds, in the red shorts, Ben Somsack. <laughs> wow. And you, in you, the right corner... <laughs> Standing at 150 pounds in the blue striped glittery shorts, Nolan Girl. Ben, how you doing today, big guy? I'm Thanks good. so much. We Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to Young Nostalgia. It's so good to be here. I had no idea what he was going to start <laughs> that show off with. <laughs> we were both, I, I was super close to muting my mic because I was about to just lose it. I was loose, and I'm pretty sure you could probably hear me laughing a little bit. <laughs> but was, it's another fabulous. What, sorry, what I was, was not ready for it. I, I, that's all, that's all. Welcome to another fabulous week of Young Nostalgia, episode 73, coming to you today. Uh, we are going to be talking about the one, the only Michael Buffer. See, I'm going to be pulling this the entire episode. You and won't. Don't even. You won't me. go the entire episode speaking like that the entire time. You Just won't like it. that. <laughs> don't even get me started on how this even came to my mind for a show topic. I have absolutely no idea. Ben just logged on to the show notes. This has just been a crazy day. Just an absolute crazy day. One thing after another delayed us recording on time. Uh, we got home from groceries, and then I was putting things away as fast as possible. The only thing on my mind was trying to sit down, grab a beer, and start recording this thing. And then I got up and slammed my head on the freezer door, and I'm pretty sure I'm bleeding a little bit. But is that when you is that is at that exact moment you came up with Michael Buffer as a yeah. as a show topic? Yes, yes. <laughs> because I got I got concussed, and the only person in my hallucinations seemed to be Michael Buffer, and I was like, "Thanks, man." <laughs> We got you. So we want to give this tribute, to... isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's going to be a fun one. It, it's going to be great. <laughs> ben, your week's been going okay? You doing all right over there? Oh, not bad. Just, just you know, stupid busy. You know, what's new? Oh, I know. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Uh, but before we get started... Uh, we wanted to give a quick little shout out to uh, our, thoughts, our thoughts and feelings go out to Rick Okasik and Eddie Money's families and friends who have been affected by their passing away. Obviously, big major pop culture influences throughout the uh, 60s, 70s, 80s, up through now for uh, the influence of music as well as just their uh, fan base and everything that they have done for the industry. So uh, we have you in your mind. We're not forgetting about you. Uh, super busy. Let's go back. All right, we're super busy. <laughs> Anything else? No, I was done. It's just super busy in oh. general. No, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was going to ask you how your wonderful Monday has been, but we all oh, have already man. heard how your day has been uh, trending. Oh, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. 
And then, you know, I just get so mad because when you're in the left turn lane, I don't know if it's just all these imbeciles in Lincoln, Nebraska, but I'm not sure. But when you're in the <laughs> left turn lane and it turns green, you have a green arrow, right? You have a protected left. Yep. Your turn to go. Yep. Okay. And then they sit there for five seconds and they're like, should I go? And then they go, but then the second person behind them also sit for five seconds. And I'm sorry, if you have a protected left, you better be riding that booty of the person in front of you all the way through that turn because yeah. there's no reason for you not to. Yeah. And a lot of those protected lefts, they're so fast where you, you can really only get a couple cars through at a time. And so you got to be moving. There's no right. time to be wasting. Right. You could get at least three if people were paying attention. Right. But they usually don't. And they dog it. And I don't understand. Yeah. No, so, I, I feel you. Drives me nuts. It is not just a Lincoln, Nebraska thing. That is an everywhere thing. So uh, wake up, people. If you're listening to the show right now while you're sitting at a stoplight, be on your toes. Wake up, people. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, let's get into episode 73. Let's get ready to rumble. I was just looking at my recording and my sound is off the charts when I do that, so I better pull it back a little bit. Gonna, All right, man. Gonna be super like blown out audio. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, man. We're gonna be talking about Michael Buffer, the life. I'll go into kind of uh, his background, then you can take us into uh, his boxing. I labeled his background as boxing. Yeah, I, I see that. Um it's nice to <laughs> nice to be able to differentiate where the two right where the two end. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry, I got you. <laughs> uh, so Buffer was born and raised in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, in, as a, to an enlisted man in the United States Navy and his wife during World War II. No names, just people. And his parents divorced when he was 11 months of age, and Buffer was then raised by foster parents, a school bus driver, uh, and a housewife in Roseland, Pennsylvania. No names there either. But it's kind of crazy that your parents divorced and they're just like, I don't want anything to do with you at 11 months. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not a ton of information from what I could see as to why that was the case. There's got, I would imagine there's got to be some weird circumstances that you know, uh, you know, cause it to be that way. But right, I, that's such an odd thing just to see. Like, what? Why? It just makes me wonder what in the world was going on for that to be the uh, final outcome of that. Right. Well, hopefully it's all okay. Hopefully, I mean, obviously he's doing great. So mm -hmm. uh, he enlisted in the United States Army during Vietnam War at age twenty and served until age twenty three. Uh, he held various jobs, including a car salesman, which I feel like he'd be pretty good at. You'll want to buy this car at half price. And then began a modeling career at age 32 before becoming a ring announcer at age 38, which is kind of crazy. A I always thought he's been career. doing that. I know. But I thought he's been doing just the ring announcing career like much longer than he has. But you know what? Good for him. Good stuff. Um, and so then brings us to 1982 when Buffer began his career as the esteemed ring announcer that he is. All right, man, take us away into his boxing portion of career. All right. So by 1983, he had been, uh, already announcing all boxing matches promoted by Bob <clears throat> Aron's top rank on ESPN, which gave him a national identity at a time when ring announcers were strictly locally hired talent. Um, so already pretty right out the rip, he was, you know, already had somewhat of a name for himself. Um, by 1984, Buffer developed the catchphrase, let's get ready to rumble in his announcing, which gained enormous popularity as we can see by 
uh, you know, Nolan endlessly quoting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> he began the process of obtaining federal trademark for the phrase in the 1980s, um, finally acquiring it in 1992. Which, wow, holy cow, that... Uh, I feel like it shouldn't take that long to get a trademark. I know. It's crazy. I feel like maybe somebody in the federal government was like, wow, this is actually a really good idea. And he had to be talked down by his coworkers, so then they finally just let him trademark it. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Someone was just trying to pawn this off. I mean, come on. Let's get ready to rumble. I'm sorry, but I did not instantly be born and was like... I want to say this all the time. Right. I mean, I, I, I get that that's kind of your thing. Um, and I, I get why, you know, it turns out it's a, it was a really good move for him to trademark it. Oh, yeah. Um, but oh, it just, yeah. I, maybe maybe that's why it took so long to trademark is because everyone he talked to was like, no, that's dumb. <laughs> why, would, <laughs> why would you do that? Um, right. But he really showed them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, because Buffer has earned in excess of $400 million with a license for his trademark. Crazy. We Do are, you think we're going to get in trouble by using that in the beginning of the show? Uh, probably. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> we wouldn't do Your very well in prison. may just be taken down, maybe just taken down the day after you listen to this. <laughs> if you hear a knock on the door uh, during the recording of this episode. Right. No, actually, uh, actually, going off, going off of last episode, Apple Podcasts sent us a note to cease and desist. <laughs> uh, really racking them up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, by the late 1980s, Buffer was the exclusive ring announcer uh, for all bouts in Donald Trump-owned casinos. <clears throat> uh, Trump was quoted um, talking about Buffer. Uh, he's great. He's a choice. Uh, he has a unique ability. I told my people, we really got to have him. <laughs> None, neither Ben or I could have read that without, like, we can't read that in our own voices. It has to be Trump. <laughs> He's great. I don't know. He's the choice. He has a unique ability. I told people, got to have him. Got to have him. That's not exactly a good Trump, but, you know. <laughs> neither was mine, but, like, I, I, I was reading through these show notes, and I... I got to it, and it's not even like I started saying it in my own voice and morphed into Donald Trump. I would just—it's <laughs> the first thing that popped into my brain. <laughs> Good God! <laughs> God, the world, the world. Where have we gone? <laughs> what have we come to? Uh, uh, but you know, talk making fun of him earlier about trademarking, like a—I uh, wouldn't really call it a catchphrase since it was, you know, his job to say that, but. Um, you know making it famous and then finally trademarking it's like oh that's dumb like well you know what he made 400 million dollars doing it and we're pretty dumb for not having the same idea right (laughs) absolutely you know what i think he's also kind of coined the whole not even just the phrase itself but like the lead up to the entire thing kind of how he was just talking in the bit before where it was like for the thousands of attendants and the millions watching around the world. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that was his thing mm-hmm. to do and announce like where the bout was taken taking place at Washington and the United States capital of the world. 
and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like that was his, like you know I feel like you just can't you can't talk about Michael Buffer without doing <laughs> the kind of <laughs> elongation and and pronunciation that he does with things. It's just hard to hard to do that. And then just look at how many times. I mean, I I, I believe we'll get to it a little bit later in the show as well. Um, but how many times it's been reused? I mean, it's been put into countless remixes of uh, songs. It's been overlaid in there. Uh, right. All kinds of you know animated television shows have used it, and he's been on a bunch of different shows as far making pretty much just cameos. You know. Um, right. So I mean, we're in the long we're in the wrong line of work here, man. Honestly, we are. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna shift over to his wrestling part of ring announcing. Uh Buffer was formerly the exclusive ring announcer for World Championship Wrestling WCW made events featuring Hulk Hogan and other top WCW talent until two thousand one when the organization folded and WCW's former parent company, Time Warner, owned uh, through their pay-per-view subscription division, HBO, which broadcasts many matches from uh, promoter Top Rank, of which Buffer is the lead ring announcer for as well. So after WCW, it kind of switched over to HBO Wrestling um, and the promoter Top Rank, which Buffer kind of stuck around for. Um, the exclusivity of his contract with WCW prevented Buffer from announcing for other wrestling-type organizations, forcing him to stop announcing for the UFC, um, and his only UFC cards were UFC 6 and UFC 7. This is kind of a whole bunch of jargon that I don't really know. We literally just copy and pasted this. Uh, however... <laughs> You're giving away our secrets. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> however... It was a rough WCW, day, okay. It was. It was really bad. Uh, However, when WCW ceased to exist and Time Warner had no more affiliation with professional wrestling, Buffer was unable to announce to uh, in other wrestling promotions. Uh, So during the Monday Night Wars, while Buffer was on WCW on Monday, Nitro, oh my God, I need to take a breather. (laughs) WWF wrestler Triple H created the phrase, let's get ready to suck it, to mock him as part of his D-Generation X contract. That's amazing. <laughs> let's get ready to suck it. But you know, like, it was, <laughs> I don't know what kind of pronunciation Triple H did with it, but he's always been a punk, so screw him. Uh, <laughs> Hey, oh yeah, talking about hey, him you, like that's like a real persona too. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, if, let's be honest you, here. Like, no, is anyone taking any of this seriously? If 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 you are a fan of pro wrestling and you don't like Triple H, or you do like Triple H, or if anything about that last minute and a half that I spurted things out is completely <laughs> false, please give us an email at youngnostalgiapod at gmail.com and let us have it. Or in support, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we will talk about it on the next show. After we get your email. Uh, all right. Yes. I, I, you know what? I don't even think we're taking it seriously. Uh, okay. No, moving I mean, on. After we, Triple H's. Ever... Uh, no. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. <laughs> but we still have a 5.0 rating on Apple Podcasts. That's good stuff. Five star best podcast uh, that's ever. How it should be. Best podcast ever. We have made the top 50,000 of podcasts on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> But we got to say that we're like got to make the top 50,000. Uh, yeah, right. On Apple. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Let's move on. On Saturday night's main event, uh, 35. 
Saturday night's main event 35 in Roman numerals. Wow. For some reason. That was for the a, first time. <laughs> hold on a second here. Yeah. That was a quick reading of Roman numerals numerals. Like I I always have to like stop and think about it, break out a notepad and figure out what well, this is. Well see <laughs> <laughs> I would have had a tough time if there was any like ones in it. Oh, but gotcha. there wasn't. It's gotcha. just three X's and a in a V. Yep. So I was like, all right. Oh, well. But from, you know, like, let, it's probably just like 13, but I just don't know it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for, for, for the first time. And I almost like looked at my watch and I was like, but wait a second. That doesn't work either. Uh, for the for the first time in more than six years, <laughs> Buffer returned to pro wrestling ring announcing uh, duties at Madison Square Garden in a boxing match between pro boxer Evander Holyfield who was substituting for Evander Montel Holyfield. von Va- Evander Holyfield. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Who was substituting substituting for Montel Vontavious Porter and pro wrestler Matt Hardy. Buffer appears in the Royal Rumble 2008 commercial in which he begins to say, "Let's get ready to rumble," only to be super kicked by Shawn Michaels, <laughs> causing him to fall over. <laughs> Let's get ready to shut up. Just kick, just kick him. Um, so, as well as being in the commercial for the event, he was the guest ring announcer during the Royal Rumble match himself back in 2008. So, that's amazing. Uh, and, and I like how he was kind of incorporated into the whole attitude thing of of uh, the WWE and stuff back in the day. No, no, that is cool. You know, bringing him into that, and you know, any. Uh, you know, even if it was kind of, I, I wouldn't really call it mocking, but it's just kind of a, a joking, jovial atmosphere like that. Um, you know, that's still good to to be brought into something like that. But I couldn't really get right. over just <laughs> super kicked. I know, I know. <laughs> Wasn't just regular kicked. He was super kicked. <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. I can't handle it. <laughs> All right, so. <clears throat> So we'll move a little bit into other sports. You know, he's made um, a few other debuts, most 99% of them all based off of his prior um, uh, notoriety with wrestling. Um, But during his career, Buffer has announced the MLB World Series, the Stanley Cup Finals, NBA Finals, the Volunteer 500 at Bristol Motor Speedway, and NFL playoff games. He was a guest. Nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is that's, that's, that's quite a resume right there. It is, honestly. <laughs> he was a guest announcer at the 1999 Indianapolis 500 and the 2017 United States Grand Prix. Bruffer. <clears throat> uh, Buffer. Wow. <laughs> Bruffer. <laughs> Bruffer. Buffer, like his brother Bruce, announced early UFC fights starting at UFC 6 in 1995, like we talked a little bit about earlier. Um, He was the host of the Versus Boxing Retro Show Legends of the Ring. Uh, (laughs) That that was wordy. Uh, Produced by Tom Rank Incorporated, where he was ring announcer for for most of their top matches. Um, this is great. I love it. You know, how awesome would it be to have Michael Buffer announce uh, or like officiate Michelle and I's wedding? That would be fantastic. Are Make you it ready to kiss? <laughs> <laughs> D 
do God, whatever I'm you have to idiot. do to make that happen. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Sell a kidney, do whatever. <laughs> but I want him to also get super kicked in the middle of it. Well, duh. Well, if you're going to do that, you might as well just go take it all the way uh, and, you know, be officiated by Michael Buffer and then have Hulk Hogan come in and, like, rip his shirt off or something and then super kick you. (laughs) (laughs) Hit you with a folding chair or something. Oh, my God, yes. But then actually, like, kill me. (laughs) That'd be kind of a bummer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you actually do care. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Sorry. I just feel like it wouldn't be appropriate to like, you know, party at the reception afterwards if you were actually killed during <laughs> yeah. that. Okay, so you so you're still looking out for yourself. You just Um on, moving on. On July 19, 2008, <laughs> he announces uh the affliction <clears throat> the affliction band mixed martial arts show. Wow, the <laughs> the uh, punctuation on that is really bad. Um, on November 10th, 2008, Buffer started the heads-up action between the two remaining players, Peter Eastgate and Iman, Ivan Dimidov. Dimidov. I am not into World Series of Poker at all. At the 2008 World Series of Poker final table with a modified version of his trademark statement, uh, let's get ready to shuffle up and deal. That doesn't quite roll off the tongue as well as let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> just wait. Just wait. I have some more for you. It's oh, you gonna do. Be great. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> but uh, it, it's it, it's just amazing. I mean, like such a phrase like that. No wonder his trademark has pulled off so well. I mean, the rearranging, the repurposing of his phrase. Like, yeah, I feel like I might get stall, like stale. Sorry. But no matter what. You can see the person who always says that line, right? Right. I mean, like, he almost became a house, like, he became a household name without being talked about every day. It's like, oh, yeah, I know who does that. Or I know what is, what is associated with that. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy how it, it just became to be. Oh, I thought you were going to continue. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, I was like, uh oh. <laughs> You're like how it came to be, and then you started like you kind of like put your hand up to your mouth, like you were like looking for the words, and I'm just like, okay, oh. I'll just let him take his time. And uh, <laughs> nope, I was waiting, I was waiting for you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's to have something as, I mean, being realistic, as silly as a catchphrase, um, be used that much on such a wide variety of topics. You know, I mean, I'm sure even when he actually, you know, trademarked it, who knew he was actually going to be using it, you know, for that phrase for that long on so many things. I mean, I'm sure he had right. no idea. I mean, he was just, it was get, starting to get big with wrestling at the time. Um, He's like, you know what, let's, you know, I'm going to go ahead and trademark this. Well, it probably took him like, you know, seven years to actually get it trademarked. Um, right. You know, in that, however long it did take him, uh, he started in the mid to late nineties or eighties, and it took him until nineteen ninety two. Yeah, I just wonder how many instances that was used in that time period when he's trying to get his trademark. All the money he was missing out on, on right? Like, I just don't know if he knew this, but like you know, it probably started in his mind where he ring announced, you know, for boxing, mm-hmm. and he realized how pumped people bought got 
because of the way he did it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, I think I really have something here. The way he uses his voice, the way he drags it out, people just get pumped. They're just like, I want to get, I want to see somebody's face get pummeled in because of it, <laughs> and it's amazing. And and you know, and just look at like the different kind of places that it's been used. Poker. I mean, you put that kind of energy into a competitive, like arena or a competitive atmosphere, people are gonna get pumped up even for the freaking World Series of Poker. Right. I mean, come on. Like, it just it's, doesn't. It's awesome. That doesn't necessarily. That doesn't seem like a sport. Well, sport. It's kind of debatable. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't seem like it would have any relevance to have any sort of announcer. That's like having. That's like having Michael Buffer announce uh, the beginning of the U.S. Open or PGA Tour or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and he's got to be quiet. He's got to be quiet. Like, yeah. let's, let's get ready, get ready to, to putt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Putt. <laughs> um, yeah. Or something like that. So even stuff that it's totally not in relation to at all. People are still all over it. Right. Absolutely. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, it's a brand, you know, it's definitely a brand. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay, so moving on to the last bit of the show we have here, uh, kind of diving a little bit more into the trademark itself of the catchphrase. Uh, Buffer uses his famous phrase in various licensing deals uh, throughout his career, including the platinum-selling album Jock Jams by Tommy Boy Records. <laughs> and this was the one, you know what I'm talking about, that they would like replay it, and it's like, let's get ready to rumble. Do, 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 oh, do, yeah. Do, oh, like I know one. exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Good stuff. Yep. Good stuff. Um, the video Video games ready to rumble boxing, ready to rumble boxing round two for the PlayStation 2, Nintendo 64, Dreamcast, and Game Boy Advance. Which, little side note, I loved, absolutely loved ready to rumble boxing round two. It was like my game growing up. It was amazing. (laughs) I beat it so many times, but the best thing is... So, like, each match you have, like, a special character that you unlock, and it's like a boss character. So if you beat them, you unlock them in the game, and then you can play as them in the campaign again. Or, you know, like, split screen when you face people just in regular bouts. But the announcer that used his announcing style, which he recorded with... um, is actually the final boss fight. And what happens is that he's in this tux and he announces the fight, but then he like grows and rips his tuck and his tux is, and it's just this like enormous buff boxer guy and you face him. <laughs> it's like the best thing ever. You got to look up the end, uh, the ending like cinematic scene for the final boss fight in Reddit Rumble boxing round two. It's so good. Cool. It's you amazing. Know, I have never even seen that game. Really? No, oh, dude, I, you have to pick it up. I am well, totally well, you have a PS2 in the dark. Now. I do have a PS2. You have a PS2 now. You have to pick this game up. I think you're going to like it because you even like train. Like you have to like train your boxer ready to fight so you improve yourself. And then you can also unlock Michael Jackson. You can literally box. You can box as with Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. And he does like dance moves as, <laughs> as punches. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. That's super it's funny. Cool. That's super funny. It's, it's amazing. You know, like it's supposed to be like, you know, kind of a um, cartoony, funny game. Right. So they, they do a good job. No, that's um, good. That's fantastic. <laughs> he also used the coin, the catchphrase uh, for a trademark in the greatest heavyweights of the ring for the Sega Genesis. Um, 
In addition, he has used variations of the phrase in advertisements, so check this out, uh, including the popular commercial for Mega Millions, in which he says, let's get ready to win big, and Kraft Cheese commercial, in which he says, let's get ready to crumble, and most recently for Progressive Insurance, in which he says, let's get ready to bundle, so... I remember all of those. I know exactly which really? ones those are talking about. Yep. Sure do. You do. Really? Sure do. <laughs> uh. That's so good. I mean, come on. I mean, the phrase is so, it's simple, but so unique and identifiable. I mean, come on. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Who would have ever thought that here in, oh, geez, what month is it? September of 2019, we're going to be doing a show on Michael buffer (laughs) (laughs) your reaction to when you sat down and logged onto this google doc was the absolute best yeah i immediately called nolan i'm just like but what 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 is this what are we doing why (laughs) because because like it didn't really click in your mind who michael buffer was until you looked him up right i had no just the name michael buffer means nothing to me okay nothing at all um until i like i did a quick Google because uh, Nolan started working on the show notes before I did. And so I just did a quick Google. He hadn't gotten to the section actually talking about what he did. <laughs> right. So I just quickly threw together a quick little Google search. And <laughs> as soon as I saw his face, I knew exactly who it was. I didn't even need to do any more reading. Yeah, I knew, knew right. who it was. It's like, oh, my God. I, got, I turned back to Nolan on the, the FaceTime here. I'm just like. Why? Why? On <laughs> what made you think of this? This is fantastic. Oh, my God. You know, and I was like, why not? I mean, we are in literally less than 12 hours before this episode is supposed to release. We're a little bit late, yes. but we get a, we got another episode out there. And I was like, I literally had nothing else in the back of my mind other than Michael Buffer. So here we go. <laughs> but I think within the next couple of weeks, we should. Uh, OK, well, next week, we're definitely going to try and have Shane on for yes. sure. We need a guest on the show. Um uh, we have probably Dean, Dean Allstetter, modern day Dino, probably going to bring back on and maybe we can swing around and grab Kyle as well here within the next coming weeks. Oh, of course. But uh, uh, we should probably do a short little podcast about Nintendo and then maybe even Batman. Batman celebrated 80 years, 80 years of Batman 80 yesterday. Years. On, boy, on boy, has Sunday, it changed a lot. September 22nd. Isn't it crazy? Um so I feel like we should talk about that a little bit. And then uh, Nintendo as well. I think they celebrated like 160 years or something like that. But it was like 160 years of the company that soon, that, that later became Nintendo. It was like a right. small card playing company. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they, you know, they grew and changed the name to Nintendo. And right. That's what we know them as. Right. But. Yeah, you know, that, that gives, that totally reminds me of uh, something over the weekend. I came... You have no idea how c- close I came to buying an original Atari system. Why didn't you just do it? Be- well, uh, because right, it was, here we go. It was, here we go. It was a little overpriced for what I could get the same thing online, but it was in person. Like I, ah, I could have had it oh, in okay. my hand right now with with the original box. Dude, what? You better! Oh my god, it had the box. I know what. And it oh had, my god! I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Um, well, no wonder it cost a little bit more. It had the box. It had the box, and I. You're making me feel worse about not buying it. Okay. Did, did it have the Did it have the original rubber bands to like tie the cords together? Because that would have been awesome. I don't know about that, but it okay. had 
Not only did it have the joysticks, it had the little, I, uh, it had the little turn wheels thing for, uh, uh, uh what game was that? Uh, uh, geez, I cannot remember the name of the game, but it's a, it was like a indie, indie car racing game. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, but it had these, it, it had the same kind of square pattern as the, uh, the joystick did, but instead of the joystick, it had basically a little, had a button and a little knob that you turn to like steer. And it's like kind of like a steering wheel, yeah. Yeah, except it's kind of, it fits in your palm of your hand. It's not a real steering wheel, but it's similar. Came with that. Right. And there was like a whole box of games that were going to get thrown in as well. And the guy wanted like 150 bucks for this thing. Oh, and I'm that was probably a steal. I know, honestly, but for it was, the box. And well, what I did, it's what this is exactly what I did. Is uh, <laughs> I was with my brother Andy, and we walked away. And I'm like, hey, come over here. So we kind of went around the corner and we started looking it up on eBay. Okay. Right. Hey, okay. Wait. Wait a second. Where, where were you at? Were you at like a garage sale or something? Uh, it was a flea market that we were at on uh, Sunday oh. morning. Okay. Um, but that being said, you know it's also a flea market, so it's you know you ask the guy, hey, does this work? And he's like, sure. Had it plugged in this morning. Works great. And you're like, yeah, okay. Right. I bet you haven't touched this in 20 years. Um, right. You know. But either way, so we started looking it up on eBay. And I'm seeing stuff that's kind of around that price range, you know. Uh, most of it's considerably cheaper. Um, you know, it doesn't come with but, quite as many games, but okay, okay. You know, so that was my thought process behind it. But as I walked away and we left, and I'm like, you know what? It came with so many games. It had the little knot turn knobs, and it had the stinking box. <laughs> I know the box. <laughs> The box. I'm a nut for boxes, man. Like I, I know. every time You're, I get a new thing, like I keep that shit. I I know, I know, and it's. I feel awful for not buying this stinking thing. <laughs> it's an Atari, it's okay. man. It's, it came it's, it's, with the original adapter to put it in line uh, with the uh, cable feed. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, it had like the RCA plug too that you could plug it in, but it also right. had the cable thing, and it was oh in the bag. God. It was in the dude. original bag. Dude, what what the hell am I gonna do when I come over? Like, <sighs> there's nothing I want to do at your place now. You're gonna literally get me into getting on eBay like I, right now and buying an Atari. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I probably won't even come over anymore. Uh, your house just seems boring, dude. It just seems boring. I. I'm just kidding. I don't Man. think I could ever like not see you if I had the opportunity. Man, so. I'm. I felt bad about it, but now I just I feel like such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> don't you worry. Don't you worry. I I, I need to go garage selling a lot more because I feel like there's a lot of hidden gems out there that I've missed out on. Oh, there so are. Don't you worry. At least you're out there doing it, man. I got to get better at actually just doing it. So on that note, on that disappointing note, we will end the show. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> For joining us to episode 73, let's get ready to rumble all about the one and only ring announcer, Michael Buffer. As always, if you like what you hear, please, please subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Scroll down, hit that write a review button, and please take about 15 seconds out of your day to let us know what you enjoy about the show and uh, so we can continue bringing it to you in all the amazing lights. As always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio Podcasts. We are out there wherever you get your podcast. Just search Young Nostalgia. You'll find us. Um, as always, we want to hear from you. Give us an email at youngnostalgiapod at gmail.com for any show ideas or guest ideas as well. We'd love to keep on growing the show. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us. It means a ton. 
And that is about it. I think I did pretty good. Anything else there? No, that guy? was a, just one of those goofy, um, fun shows that you know, we like to do every once in a while, especially, uh, you know, coming up with something super last minute. I think it turned into something actually pretty fun. Um, I agree. You know, maybe next week we'll come back with something a little bit more serious. <laughs> a little bit more structure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all right, though, man. I absolutely love it. Well, I think that ends it for tonight. Anything else? Well, sorry, I already asked you. As we always say here on Young Nostalgia. (laughs) Keep the bottles empty, ashtrays full. We'll talk to you next week.